Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. We are just going to dive right into this. I've uh, entitled today's teaching Cut List. Cut List. As you can see, my I got my saw up here and... Don't judge me because that's the only one I could find in the back. It is a black and decker, but God will use anything. In the right hands, it can be a great tool. <laughs> you might have the nicest tools ever, but if you don't know how to use them, you don't know the purpose of something, you'll abuse it. We don't want to come up a few fingers short today, all right? So, <laughs> oh, thank you for your laughter this morning. The joy of the Lord is our strength. I don't know if you've ever made a, a cut list before, maybe... Uh, you got one right now, you know, in carpentry, a cut list is a list of parts um, that you're going to need in your project, you know, detailing the quantity, the material, uh, the dimensions, the thickness, the width and the length. And, and when I make a cut list, I always try to do it to get the best yield. I don't like throwing stuff away. I don't like to be left over with a lot of scrap. And I probably learned it from my dad. My father is a very thrifty man. And uh, I, I always try to use everything that I've gotten or find a place that I can use it. And um, however I plan it, I'm always left over with materials that I can't use for my current project. Hear me out. I'm left over with materials that I can't uh, uh, hold on for my current project. And then I have this, this tension of trying to manage what do I hold on to and what do I let go of? Because sometimes I store up these scrap pieces of wood and material and I, and I have great intention of using them for a later project and they start to pile up and eventually they just become scrap wood for the fire. <laughs> oh my, can you relate? Okay. Is there a point, is there a project that the Lord has projected on your life lately? that requires planning, and maybe even the Lord wants to get rid of certain things in your life, things that are taking up space, that he, that he is wanting to make room in your life so that he can finish the project that he started with you. Is this speaking to you this morning, man? Okay, well, we're going to go through uh, John 15 uh, today. You guys know the drill. We like to get into the Word and read the Word and See, what does the word for itself say? We're going to read John uh, 15, and then we're going to, you know what, we're just going to read all of John 15, because I like reading the whole chapter, so uh, we'll be focusing on the verses in the beginning, but who knows what the Lord's going to speak to us through John 15 today. Let's start, uh, let's start with verse 2. Start with verse 2, where it says, He cuts off every branch in me, that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. So why? That it will be more fruitful. The first point is cut or trim. Cut or trim. You know, when I go to the barber, it costs me more to get my beard um, cut than it does to get it trimmed. Did you know that? You sit down in the chair and, uh, well, yeah, I guess Rick's like, I don't know, I don't have a beard. <laughs> For those of you that know this, it's the same with a haircut, right? If you want a trim, usually a trim is cheaper than getting a full cut, right? Because usually a cut, they got to take more off. And uh, I went to the barber this week and, and he took the time even to remove the white hairs out of my beard. I didn't ask him uh, uh, to do that. And it was painful. But in the end, 
Um, I was wondering if I would have any beard left because <laughs> I just got my eyes closed, kept plucking and plucking and plucking, removing all my wisdom, right? What's the word say about white hair? It's wisdom. <laughs> so this is all I got left for you guys today. So you get what you, if it's good, it's God today all the way. Um, but, but when the Lord removes certain things in our lives, it can be painful, especially when we're attached to certain things. The reason he prunes in the Greek, it means he cleans, okay? He cleans, he cleans house. It's so that we can be even more fruitful. And sometimes we don't want to be bothered with cleaning house. The reality is our body is is a temple and it's like a garage or at times it can be like a storage shed. You know, we're embarrassed to uh, even open it up because we're scared what our neighbors might think. Come on, right? Right? And if you, if you could choose uh, your own cut list, what would that cut list be today? What would it be? What's your, what's your cut list? Uh, in your notes there, I've, I've taken it a step further and asked you even to, uh, uh, to list three things. Name three things that you could cut out and do without right now. Cut out and I just, oh, I could do without that. If you can think of three things, I'd encourage you to write them down. And where could you use a trim? What could you do without and where God might want to make room for more growth in your life? Again, I've been challenged that with certain things in my life that aren't always bad, but they're not beneficial for me right now. And they could be a blessing for somebody else. So are there three things right now that maybe you're not using that you're just sitting on that you're storing up treasures on earth where somebody else could use that treasure maybe to get further to where God is calling them? Is there somebody else in need? There always is. Is there somebody else that could be blessed? There always is. Does God want to bless us to make us a blessing? Yes, he has. And yes, he will. Right. So are there three things that I have where I could, you know, I could trim things, three things that I like. So what I love about every time around Christmas time, we get our kids together and we make room for more gifts, right? So we say, okay, we want you to go through all your toys and we want you to start taking those toys out so you can um, bless other kids that are in need that could use a good toy. And I don't want no broken toys. Otherwise, we're going to throw those out. And I, I specifically asked to go through their toys and give up one of their best toys to another kid. One toy that you just really love that you could bless others. Because here's the thing. The Lord doesn't want us to just give our scraps to others. Because when we give our scraps to others, we're giving our scraps to him. In Matthew 25, it says, just as you do to the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you do unto me, right? So when we're cleaning house and he's cutting branches off that aren't bearing any fruit, but also when he wants to trim some of the branches to make more room for more blessing, are you willing to let go and let God? Man, are you willing? I am. And what is it? You know, sometimes we don't get to choose the things that he trims in our life, right? You're like, oh, I like that fruit. Not that one, Lord. No, I like the few little white hairs in my beard. It made me look a little older, a little wiser. And they were still attached to me. I was attached to them. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. But the first first step in transformation is always awareness, is it not? Realizing that we need a haircut or even a trim. Someone ever have to tell you it's time to get a haircut, Oliver? Has he ever had that before? Not me. <laughs> 
I cut it right down, right down as low as it can go on that lawnmower. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes somebody even has to tell you, you know, you could really use a haircut. And who's the first to usually tell you? Your loved ones. <laughs> Your wife, right? <laughs> it's like, honey, you could use a trim. <laughs> you could do without. But sometimes we don't always like hearing that, do we? We don't like hearing, I'm happy with the way I am. You should love me for just the way I am. Yeah, well, some of those things that, 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 you, that you think you are, are, not, are actually weighing you down. They're not for your benefit, right? And that you could do without so God could make more room. He'd love to bless you with more, but you got no room in that garage. That shed is completely full. Things are dusting, things that you can't even maintain anymore because you've got so much stuff. You can't contain it because you were never meant to contain it. Some people even go out and get more containers to try to contain the things and they keep them in more. So they pay. They actually pay people money to sit on things, sit on assets that they never even use. Right? Is that not a true story? It is a true story, but all for God's glory because I know I, you guys know my heart. I speak a little different because I speak from experience and uh, I don't speak with condemnation, just uh, speak with conviction. So uh, verse five, Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Say much, much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing, nothing. You know what the part of the verse that really stands out to me the most has always been the word nothing, nothing. There's times when I feel really busy in life, but I get nothing done. No, don't get me wrong. I'm busy, but busyness does not always equal productiveness. You ever had that? You know, yesterday I ended up spending way more time on changing the tires on the Harley when I should have been spending time with my family. And I, I was felt so convicted later. I had a great intentions and, and it, did I need to change those tires? No. Did I want to? Yes. Why? Because they were white wall tires. <laughs> white representing how Jesus wiped away all our sins as white as snow. Come on. You know what I'm saying? We'll make anything work. We'll make the word work for us if we want to. Right? Do we not do that? Oh, we can justify this and justify that. But later when we take time to reflect and the Lord just wants to do a little bit of pruning in our life, plucking or pruning, right? Oh, maybe you feel like you've been plucked lately. You could relate to that one. You've been plucked out of this or plucked out of that or the Lord plucked this out of your life. But Lord, that's, I need that. No, you don't. <laughs> I want that. I understand. <laughs> I got something greater for you. Can you believe in that? Can you believe that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and called according to his purposes? Can you believe that his plans and purposes are to prosper you, not to harm you, have a hope and a future? Can you believe even when you don't see a way that he is the way and he makes a way where there is no way? And behold, he's doing a new thing. Can you not see it? Can you believe? Say, I can believe. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. So I look back at where my attention has gone. And I realize that I'm attached. What I'm attached to can also limit what he wants me to reach. If I'm attached to too many things or the wrong things, it limits my reach. So let's, let's talk about point two attached or apart attached or apart. What have you been attached to lately? The scripture says, if we remain in him, 
if we remain in him. I always encourage people that are going through a rough time to remain in God, remain in his, his church, attached to his body, because the church is the body of Christ. There's a tendency for us to remove ourselves from God in the church when we feel that life is falling apart. When we don't agree or we don't want to let go of fermenting fruit or even good fruit for that matter. God is, is trying to make room. He's trying to make room for growth in our life. But if, if we may see it as an, we may see it at times as an attack as opposed to an advance, right? When things are removed from us or the Lord wants to take things from us to make room, we, we, we resist, do we not? There's so many times I resist because it was maybe my way. And I was like, Lord, my kingdom come, my will be done. No, right? That's not how it goes. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We could get distracted, we feel discouraged, or we can even become divided. And finally, we disengage. Those are the four Ds that keep coming up where the Lord has, has put on my heart that we can all find ourselves from season to season, time to time, slipping into one of those four deadly Ds. I don't know if you caught that, but the first one is you get distracted. You get distracted. It's not in your notes, but if you don't know it, or maybe the Lord wants to remind you because you maybe got a little distracted. You don't even know you're distracted, but now you do because you slip into the next D, you're discouraged, right? Busyness does not equal productiveness. And sometimes we get distracted from the very thing that God wants us to focus on in this season and to let go of. He's trying to prune and we keep resisting. And we're wondering, well, well Lord, I'm seeing results. There's money in my bank account. I'm seeing fruit. I'm even seeing people come to know you getting discipled. But why do I feel discouraged? Maybe there's just, I'm slightly out of line. And he just, if we allow him, if we let him, he will continue to prune us for the purpose that he has for us in our life so that we can realign. But if we move into the next, the next phase of dis, after discouragement is we'll slip into becoming divided. What a great opportunity to bring up talking about being divided with all the relationships that we are in relationship with our spouse and our kids, our family, our community, our church. But we get divided because we get so focused on our thing and our way that we, we, we're not collaborating anymore. We're just cooperating with each other. I just want to just trying to get along with everyone. Like James says, I like it when people are, are happy with me and like me, but not the Lord says they hated me. They're going to hate you. Ah, oh, but we should just let it roll off our backs. We should just move on and not focus on that thing so much and become divided and realize that we are one. The Lord Jesus said, Lord, make them one as we are one. And we get hung up on the wrong things and, and we fight to be right instead of fighting to be one. The Lord calls us in one direction, the way Jesus. Fighting to be right it's not going to end up good for you. It's not going to make for a good night either in relationships, right? It's fighting to be one, coming back to the place of love and unity. What was the last scripture he said? He said, this is my command, love one another. Love one another. 
And I, lo- I like that about our Lord. You know, sometimes we, we complicate things where, where he lays it out for us. He lays it out right in front of us, but because we don't always get it or we don't always like it, we need to make it more difficult for ourselves and for others. Isn't that true? Man. But we don't want to disengage. We don't want to disengage from the church. We don't want to disengage from God. We don't want to disengage from our family. And if we want fruit that will remain, we need to be attached. And we need to be attached to the advocate. We learned the other week that the advocate is the Holy Spirit. The Lord said, it's good that I go. I'm going to leave with you the advocate. We try to do things on our own and we get so far in our spiritual development, our walk with Jesus, and then we neglect the Holy Spirit that he sent for all of us. All of us. And then you know what the Holy Spirit does, right? The Holy Spirit distributes the gifts as needed. And the fruits of the Spirit, we're talking about fruit, we're talking about being pruning. Do you not want more love? Come on, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You ain't going to do that on your own unless the Lord lets you or, or you come in, he comes in and prunes you. If he doesn't prune you, how are you going to get more fruit? But you want to hold on to all this stuff? Yeah, no, Lord, I want all that stuff too. But he's saying, hey, I want to prune you so I can bless you. Holy Spirit's got you. What are you attached to? We need to be attached if we want to advance. So don't pull away when you start to get pruned. <laughs> I didn't put that in your notes. If not, you, sh- you should put it in there. When things get uncomfortable, don't bail out before your breakthrough. Don't pull away just because you're starting to get pruned. Verse seven, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is a verse that has really been taken out of context <laughs> in the past. Let's talk about words and wishes. Point three, words and wishes. I like the scripture because I'm passionate about God's word. I don't know if you notice that, but it does more than sustain me and others through uh, the darkest of times. It has been my ammunition whenever the devil attacks the word of God. The devil tried the same thing in Jesus in the wilderness when he was 40 days in the wilderness. Doesn't the scripture say, but if I got it in the right context, it's just no different. Some of you just took firearm safety. You got to put the right ammo in the right gun, right? If you're, you, you can have all the ammo in the world, but if you don't know how to use it, you don't know the purpose of something, you'll abuse it. And you're just, you're just, you're wondering why it won't fire because you're lacking context. The devil's throwing scriptures at you. Well, didn't he say that whatever you pray for, that it, it will be done? Whatever you ask for, but he say, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's roll it back a little bit. What does it say? It, yes, it's been my ammunition. He always seems to bring on the battle. The enemy always comes with the battle right before my breakthrough. So I better know God's word if I'm going to get through to what he's called me to. Right? But don't forget, don't forget that you're not at war just with the flesh. You're at war against principalities. You're not at war against one another. Yeah, you're at war with your own flesh sometimes, but it's only going to be faith that's going to get you through. Not by my power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Words are what lifts us up, but they're also what can bring us down. Our words have weight to overcome obstacles or to create obstructions. They can break through walls or they can create barriers. My words, your words. Say they have weight. Come on. Here in the scripture, we find yet another process to God's promise. If we remain, it says, and we ask. 
Two parts to the promise, remain and ask. The truth is, if we remain in him and God is in us, that means that what we wish for will be according to his will and his way, not our own, right? If he's the true vine, if Jesus is the true vine, that means that we are being fed with what we need and what we desire should be setting our minds and on the things that are higher. Being kingdom-minded. I call it kingdomology. In Isaiah 55, 8 to 9, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways. Neither are your ways, my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Praise the Lord. Someone say, praise the Lord. Thank God my ways are not his ways. <laughs> right? I actually, I receive that as like, I don't like, uh, no, I receive that as a positive. I know that he has a higher standard of living and serving others than where I'm usually settling and setting the bar, right? And Jesus comes in and he said, he didn't come to abolish the, 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 the law. He came to fulfill the law. He is the law. Have you ever noticed that about Jesus? He always takes us one step further. You know, you know, it's written. You know, it, it, it says eye for an eye. I say turn the other cheek. It says one mile, go two miles, give the shirt off your back. Jesus always takes it to the next level of loving and serving one another and giving, right? He calls us to a higher standard. If it were all on me, I would, I would have settled a long time ago for less than what I'm worth and less than what I have to give if it was my way and my thoughts. That's why I remain in God's word and daily learn to submit my ways to knowing him, knowing that he will lead and direct my steps. What does Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 say? I'm coming in. There's a lot of processing going on in here. I'm just coming in. What does it say? Oh, uh, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding and always acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Amen. Praise the Lord. Give it up for, for the word. I love it when you guys have the word of God written on your heart. You know it and you own it. Have you ever had that word that is just like, man, I can't get that. Man, you always keep quoting that one verse. Why is that? Why is that? Because you're living it. Because God is revealing it to you every day he's giving you an option. It wasn't the verse for just the day, right? Do you ever get caught on that? Well, that was yesterday's verse. No, that's the verse for every day, every moment. That doesn't change. You don't think you're going to get another opportunity to trust in the Lord with all your heart and not lean on your own understanding? You think you're going to just after that day, you're just going to understand and you're just going to trust for all the rest of your life? No. We get another day to process it and apply it, to share it, to teach it, to live it. And guess what? We've learned this before. You, if you've ever taken a math test before, Algebra 1, guess what happens when you pass that test? You get to take Algebra 2. It's like taking the same test over again, but on another level. Oh, man, I learned, thank you, Lord, that I learned grace. Oh, you got a lot more opportunity. <laughs> he loves you. Oh, thank you, Lord. I learned forgiveness. Oh, you got more coming. There's more in you, <laughs> right? Oh, Lord, I'm feeling so weak. Oh, thank you, Lord, that his strength is made perfect through my weakness. Praise the Lord. Verse, verse 16. 
says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. I chose you. I appointed you to bear fruit, much fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, my father will give you. Whoa. Could we park there for a bit? Am I faithful with what he's, am I producing much fruit with what he's already given me? Or am I saying, Lord, I want more blessing. I need more blessing. He's like, what are you doing with what I already gave you? What are you doing with what I already gave you? Oh, I'm putting it in storage. I'm sitting on it. I'm saving it for a rainy day. What? (laughs) So, so we just talked about this last week. Don't keep a pile of seed in your pocket. It does no good for anyone. Or worse yet, you go and eat that seed and like, you know what that seed is for? That's to create corn, to produce a bumper crop. And not just so you can sit there and stuff your face with popcorn all day long for the rest of your life, right? But so you can be a blessing for others. You see, my calling has always been, and your calling has always been his choice, his choice. You don't choose your calling. Your calling chose you. Let that sink in. You don't choose your calling. Your calling chose you. We just read it. I chose you. I appointed you. I don't appoint my way and choose my way. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. I think this is heavy today. And I thank you, Lord, for this weight. Because the Lord came in. It's like we all sat in the barber's chair today. And we're all, you know, like he's just one barber up there, our heavenly father, and he's all trimming you a little different. Have you not noticed that my hair looks a little bit different than Lewis's hair? So my haircut's going to be a little different than his. You hear what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit's speaking to you and doing some trimming a little different on Jared than a little different on me, right? A little different on Abe than a little different on Cyrus, right? But he's our spiritual barber and he's doing some trimming right now. But he wants us to know You didn't choose, he chose you. Stand with me. Our takeaway is this, you've been picked, so get ready to be pruned. (laughs) You've been picked, get ready to be pruned. How many are receiving the pruning with great expectations, like you're excited to get a haircut now? Yeah, okay, I am. I am, but remember his words. Lean into his words when you're going through that. They they hated me, they'll hate you. In this world, you will have troubles, but take heart for I have overcome the world. You don't get blessing without a battle. You don't get breakthrough without a battle either. But victory belongs to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word again, Heavenly Father. We thank you. Everything that was said that was of you would take root deep in our heart and good soil, Lord. May the roots go deep. May it produce a crop a hundredfold, Lord. I'm calling in a hundredfold for these men, for the businesses, Lord, for the families, Lord, for your church, Lord, for the community, Lord. Church planters are in this house. Pastors are in this house. Preachers are in this house. Teachers are in this house. Evangelists are in this house. The apostolic are in this house, Lord Jesus. Thank you that the harvest is plentiful and we're calling in the workers for the harvest lord give us a god-sized vision a god-sized dream not our own dream your dream your calling your purpose lord jesus there's anything that was said today that was not of you you can just cast those branches right out and burn those up collect those may they just become firewood lord fuel what it is that you've called us to do in jesus name now if you're here today and uh 
You may or may not have a relationship with the Lord, but everything comes back to the gospel, the good news of Jesus. All scripture points to him. You look to the scripture for your salvation, but it is the very scripture that points to him. His name is Jesus. And Paul said in Romans 10 verse 9, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe that God the Father raised his son from the grave, that we will be saved. I'm telling you, the biggest thing I need saving from has always been myself. It's always been myself. And so if you're here today and you don't have a relationship where you're coming back to him, the Bible says if just one comes back, there's a party going on in heaven. If you're coming into realignment with him, you're coming back into his house, you're willing to be pruned by him, you're willing to be used by him, you're willing to turn from your way and turn to him to continue to follow him all the days of your life. Just like the story of the prodigal son, as you move to him, he runs to you. He's ready to put a robe on you, shoes on your feet, and a ring on your finger. Lord Jesus, I thank you in advance now for the decisions that are about to be made. I thank you, Lord, for the hearts that are willing and submissive to you. Let's just pray this prayer together right now, all together. Just say, Lord Jesus, I'm ready and I'm willing. Lord, would you have your way with me? Please forgive me. Please forgive me for my sins. You see, I believe that you chose to die for me. That you gave your life up on the cross. And that you rose from the grave three days later. Come into my life. Be Lord over my life. I thank you that my past is past. Today's a new day with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Just stay in the moment, if you would. Eyes closed, head bowed in the moment. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or you're coming back to Jesus today, man, would you just give me a thumbs up? Would you be so bold? Say, that's me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. He is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And though you may walk through the darkest of valleys, He guides you. He forces you to lie down in green pastures and still waters. And for his namesake, though you walk through the shadow of death, you will fear no evil for he is with you. He prepares a table before the presence of your very enemies. He is with you. Say he's with me. The next thing we want to do now is we want to open it up for baptism because we are commissioned We are commissioned to make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey his commands. And surely he is with us always, even to the ends of the age. And if you're here today and you want to step into the water, you want to be baptized today, we don't make it difficult for those that are coming in to God. And we don't get in the way even if if you've been baptized before and you're coming back to him. Do you need to be baptized again? Well, no. But if you like to and it's significant and the Lord is pressing on your heart to step in and to say, Lord, I'm leaving it behind. I'm running to you. And you want to make that a public declaration in front of all these men and be so bold today to move from being a lamb and becoming a lion. I would be honored to step in the water with you today as we worship together. Just come forward. I've got extra clothes. I got extra towels. I got all that. And we can dry you off later and do it again. Come on, brother. Come on, brother. Let's worship God. 
Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.